Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 46. I'm Evan Culberton. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we're talking about the 2016 horror film The Wailing. We sure are. <laughs> I can't, I don't even know what I'm going to say a lot about it, but yeah, we're so going to talk about it. This is a South Korean horror film directed by Na Hong Jin. Uh, it's... Original title is Gokseong, which is the name of the village that it takes place in, and I think that's okay. a much better title. I agree. There's very little wailing in um, this. <laughs> and I, neither of us really liked this movie. No, and I, we spent a very long time watching it. Like, it's two and a half hours, and I feel like actually I've seen a couple two and a half hour movies recently, and I've been like, oh wow, that actually flew like that didn't feel like two and a half hours this felt like five hours it was it was painful but i, I do want to say up front that um we're in the minority on that it has a 99 percent on rotten tomatoes oh my god and uh it was a commercial success uh, presumably in korea i don't think it made much money here but it was it made a lot of money um and we that makes me feel so dumb yeah like, that's did we thing. not get it well that's that's what i'm gonna start off with is just saying that like maybe we're not getting it or maybe this sort of thing is it plays differently in Korea, which yeah, we'll get to that. Maybe I didn't let myself get into it enough. Well, some of the more pro- we'll talk we'll talk about yeah, some of the more we'll problematic aspects it, yeah. of this. But to our listeners, I would probably discourage you from watching it. Maybe we're wrong, but I don't yeah, think I this mean, is a good way to spend go your out time. And form your own opinions, I guess, if you want. But like, I did not feel like it was worth three hours of my time. And I think the, the reason we, we do this all the time, right, with these bad movies, we tell them not to watch it. This is not a, like, bad movie in the same no. way that when we say, oh my god, this was, like, a pain to get through. This, th- th- I guess there's value here. Like, this is a, a deliberate and complete movie, but... I wouldn't even say deliberate. It's a complete movie. It's a movie. There are There are movies we've watched here where it's like, that was not a movie. That was, like... An idea. An idea and, that yeah. somebody had that did not work. This is like, it's a movie. And some of it is shot well. Not like incredibly, just well. There are some shots that I went, oh, that's, you know, looks nice. Whereas I I think I would actually, deliberate is a word that I save actually for movies I feel like have a, de- a deliberateness to them. This just sort of is. Yeah, it's it's a mess. The way that I would put it is that it's not like ambitious or weird enough to be like an art film no. but it's not thrilling enough to be like a, a popcorn a flick, horror movie yeah. right like it's it it tries to be both in different points and i again walking away from this and having actually thought about it over the past few days i don't really know what the the goal was me of neither. this movie like, and i think that there's <laughs> I, I do want to also say this like very upfront before we get into anything else about it i want to try to uh, approach this with like as much cultural sensitivity as possible. Definitely. Because there is an aspect that I can imagine that I just don't get. Like, I just don't... Maybe this is really thrilling and maybe it's saying something very specific to a South Korean audience that we in America, like, do not have a concept of. I absolutely embrace that as a possibility. Uh, it does not have worldwide appeal. I can't imagine. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Did you you agree with that? Y- yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I have to assume that people in South Korea liked it, but 
this or got it. They yeah. they had gleaned some meaning from it that we do not have. I feel like I feel like at a loss for words because I, like, I don't know how to approach this. We should get into it. We should start yeah, to talk about it. Yeah, let's get over it. the plot. There's there is a plot. There's so much plot. Again, yes, that's, there's that, a lot, that's the problem actually. is that this movie throws too many ideas up in the air and I don't know what it means. And it's too long. So there's points where like there you feel like okay, the movie's over and then there's a kind of a twist and then it goes back on that twist and that can only happen in a movie that's more than two and a half hours, right? Yeah, I, I think we're we're kind of um beating it to death. But Getting before ahead we, of ourselves. Before yeah. we actually say anything about yeah. the movie, we're sort of just like uh burying it. So I I like to talk about what this movie is doing and mm-hmm. maybe return to the evaluations later. Sure. Uh it's about a a series broadly, it's about a series of strange events happening in a uh rural rural ish Korean mm-hmm. village. Focalized our point of view is through a police officer. His name is Chonggu. He has a wife and daughter. And his mother in law lives with them. And his mother in law lives with them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a, a lot of things are happening. Like it's, it's yeah, he's a run. police officer, so he's getting called to multiple. There's a man who kills his whole family, or he kills a husband who was his friend, and then the husband's wife, and possibly someone else. It's a little unclear. On drugs, maybe. It's yes, like he's still alive, and he's very messed up. He's got like rashes and scars all over his body. He looks very terrible. And then there's an arson. Uh, where a whole family dies and only one person gets out, and she's also clearly like very traumatized, um, covered in the same kind of sores. So he's making connections between these. He's also seeing a, a naked Japanese woman like show up at the police station in the middle of the night again. Oh, like, but she's the one who was the arsonist. They're like connecting these yeah, things in their so heads, confusing. but not in a really coherent way. Because I, I th- there were points where I was like, I don't know who I don't oh, know who these people there's are. There's a suicide, um, like a woman hanging from the tree. Remember that? Oh yes, yes, again, yes. Over over abundance of uh So there's that. There's the crimes, happening. right? The other side of it is there is this new kind of urban legend that has cropped up in the town, uh, because this Japanese man has come to live there and everybody is spreading rumors about how he is in the woods, like eating raw deer and attacking people, and this one man like swears that he was attacked by this man in the woods, his eyes were glowing red, etc. So it's a combination of yeah, like people are are talking shit about this old man, this old mm. Japanese man, um, and also Junggu is having dreams that I think right. are inspired by these stories he's hearing. Yes. That like now he's having like additional scary things happening related mm-hmm. to the Japanese man. And there is a woman, and I mention this because it does come up later, a woman who um, appears to be at several of the kind of crime scenes, and kind of seems to know more than she's letting on. Isn't that the naked woman in the rain? No. No, the naked woman of rain is the woman who killed her family. She's the, the arsonist. It's different. The okay. woman? No, no, no. The woman in the the woman okay. who shows up to the burned down house and is like, "I can show you stuff yeah. that happened in here." That's a different woman. Shows how much I was able to follow this. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. a lot. There's a lot of characters. I found myself unable to really differentiate between all of the cops at first because yeah. there were a ton of them, and then they were all in different scenes together, and I was like. Which one is our cop from the beginning of the movie? Right. But it's really hard to tell at first. Uh, there's just so many characters. And a lot of them and aren't named. Ton- yes. Right? So I was trying to take, like, Fairly somewhat... copious notes. I was trying to. Um, but there's no way to refer to some of these people because they're not named. And that He has it... a partner who we, I don't think, ever learn his no. name. Um, I think... I think at one point we do learn the, like, deacon's name. But I don't know... 
Yeah, unfortunately, that was when I was starting to just be like, I am just gonna let this movie wash over me. I'm not gonna try to understand what's and going again, on. <laughs> and again, this 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 Japanese man who is central to the plot of this movie is never named. Um, they call him by a slur. Yes. For a healthy portion of it, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes they just like obliquely refer to him as like him or whatever. Like, yeah. That man. If they don't call him this, way, I think they just call him the Japanese man. Yeah. Um. And then there's a point where they get very convinced that he's the devil. So I think they start kind of referring him to that way a little bit also. Right. Uh, so, again, there's just a lot of, like, they're, they're running around. They're trying to solve these crimes. He goes into the woods to find the Japanese man's house. He finds a lot of evidence there that the Japanese man is guilty of all of these crimes. Well, specifically, he finds photographs of everyone, all the victims of these assorted crimes. Yes. Like, in, like, a demonic looking shrine in his house yes like so it's the most super guilty conspicuous thing you can but imagine. when he leaves uh to go get someone else to come back um to gather this information and this evidence the japanese man has burned it all so like you know yeah, darn like, rats he admits it's not like it's yeah. gone it's like he's, he's like, like i burned it i burned it because <laughs> it makes me look guilty yeah. yeah uh also also um nobody in this movie speaks japanese except for a a deacon right um, That's who he takes to translate. Yeah, who who ends up becoming the translator, working with Jung Uh So a lot of this is said twice, twice in, yeah. in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I sort of want to just bring that up now so that we can return to it later. But it's it's a weird sort of like everything is focalized on this man, but no one can really like actually get a straight answer out communicate of him. Communicate with him, right? yeah. yeah. So. Well, because the deacon is already biased against him before anything even begins. Of course. Um, so this the next kind of plot that arises is that his daughter, um, who is probably, what, like nine? Eight or nine? She's young. She's a young child. Yeah, I, uh, I have no idea. And they're very close. We see that at first. Like, he's very close to his daughter. Um, he spoils her. She loves him so much. Uh, she gets possessed. There's, it's, it's unclear what's really happening to these people to make them kill their friends and things like that. But it's the same thing, like the sores appearing on the body. And then she starts to exhibit a lot of beats that we're familiar with with exorcism movies, like be, cursing, being nasty, having this kind of like knowledge of sex and like inappropriateness that only demons seem to have when they're like possessing children right. in, in, in Western exorcism movies that were like, the, yeah, it's the same trope. It's a very, with. it was very familiar when you first start seeing it. It was like, Oh, she's possessed for sure. She's suddenly something very angry. There's just so much plot to this movie. Uh, this, this, this thread that comes in about an hour in is that they have to hire a shaman to exercise her, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, and this was when it deviated. I really did enjoy this aspect of it. The exorcism? Um, the exorcism. That was my favorite part of the movie. Because it, what we were saying already, like the Western um, exorcism beats are all very similar of like when we realize that she is slowly being taken over by something, um, manifesting in her way she talks and in her body and everything. Uh, the way that he exercises her is completely and utterly different from anything Western we've ever seen. And that was very fascinating to me to see like what does this exorcism look like? It, like, there's a, like, it's, it's just very, very different. And that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's rooted in Korean culture or like mm-hmm. ancient shamanistic, like stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still Christianity, right? I think so. Christianity is another like key element here because mm-hmm. we didn't mention it, but the the movie opens with a, a Bible quote. Yes. I think we can talk about that later. Okay. But yeah, like religion and spirituality is like a running 
thing through this. And yeah, it's... and they seem to be. It seems to be operating in a Christian mindset because they are often referring to like the devil and God, but I don't think they refer to Jesus except in that opening mm-hmm. uh, Bible quote. So that element of it, like what specific kind of, we're not, it's not really specific to denomination, right? They don't really ever get into yeah. what they practice, just this sort of idea of God versus Lucifer kind of thing. This is where things start to get a little bit messy for me plot-wise. Uh, this is like the point where there's kind of like evidence that will come later and mm-hmm. things get confusing. But while the exorcism is going on for the little girl, we also see... Um, the Japanese man uh, is also doing a spell, but they seem to be in combat with each other. Yeah. Uh, beca- and I think what we're supposed to imagine is that, like, right, the exorcism is happening and it's affecting the spell that this man is doing. Right. Um, so then we sort of see the exorcism succeed and he fa- and the Japanese man fails. And the little girl is sort of, like, returned to us for the time being. She's herself again. She's crying for her father. She's, you know, like, yay, we're happy. And then... The cop rounds up his friends. This Okay, this is when they go into the forest, yeah. They're going to go kill the Japanese man. Yes. So they go get him. There's a big hunt. I tuned out for a lot of this. There was a zombie in, there's a zombie in the middle of it. Um, oh my god, there is. Yeah, they fight off a zombie. Again, I tuned uh, out for so much of this. Before, I have, I have pretty detailed notes. I can, All right, right. Do we cover yeah, this? Yeah. 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 Do it. Um, he gets away, the Japanese man gets away, and then inexplicably, um, it's raining a few minutes later, and they hit him with their car, uh, and then he's dead. The woman gives, like, helps him, too, sort of. We see that. There's a weird moment. The woman I was talking about earlier with the... Um, also doesn't have a name. This is She doesn't have a name. <laughs> the woman who seems to know more than she appears to, or whatever the case, she, like, sees the Japanese man hiding and specifically doesn't out him. Right. Like, she lets him get away, but then, again, like you said, they hit him with a car. They hit him with a car, and he's dead, and then it... They dump him over the side of the highway. Which is the point at which the movie should have ended, but no, there's another hour. Oh, yeah, we were literally like, it's over, right? No. No. I think it was, like, 50 minutes left. The shaman is now, like, having a scary encounter with some... With, like, a crow and then bugs. And so he's trying to contact the copy, like, hey... This evil shit's still going on. I prefer the exorcism, yeah, but I'm wrong. still being like yeah. I was wrong somehow. I must it's not, not be the him. guy. Yeah. Um My note just says extremely long scene of them talking. It is very dull. Because then he talks to the woman, right? Doesn't he talk to her? before yeah, John well, Goo talks to her? Yes, that's what I thought. That's where the bug's coming out of. No, they're hitting his wind. They're hitting the windshield, right? Oh, what is he vomiting? He's vomiting. He goes to the house. He's like about the the Jungu's house where the little girl is. He's about to go inside, and then the woman, the one I was just talking about, who knows too much, comes out and is like, "Don't go in there." That's the Jungu. No, she doesn't. Because she, he's throwing up, and he's talking to her. Oh, the priest, the shaman. And then he calls Jungu. And then he's like, Jungu, stuff's happening. And Jungu is also back at his house. And then she appears to him. And this is where it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Because I think what the story's trying to tell us is that she is the bad guy. Like suddenly it's like she's been bad all along. Yeah. The Japanese man was it was a you know, it was fake. It was a red herring. Red herring. It's her. She's the evil. She's the devil. She's making the shaman throw up. She's making him bleed so he can't come near the house. We can't help the little girl anymore. And then she says to Jungu, you cannot go to your house until the cock has crowed three times. Yeah. And meanwhile, we see the little girl in the house. 
she's possessed again. She's eating all the food in the fridge. Again, one of those common, like, tropes. Yeah. Um, and her parents, or her mom and her uh, grandmother are, like, yeah. terrified of her. Uh, and then we see this, like, you know, all these scenes happening at once where the shaman's, like, trying really hard to fix everything. And he is, like, wants to go to his daughter. But this woman is telling him, no, no, you have to wait until the cock crows three times. We hear the cock crow twice. And then it cuts to, it's intercut with scenes of, oh yes. for some reason, the deacon finding the Japanese man, who's still alive for some reason, in a cave, and the Japanese man is telling the translator that he's the devil, he has like stigmata in his hands, mm-hmm. um, I wrote down at this point, I no longer understand this movie. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is like, it's like cut in with, John Gu find, like sees that the lady... Some mysterious lady is like wearing like uh effects and like clothing of some of the previous like possession oh, is that what victims. Ha- yeah, like that's what the hair clip is. Oh, she is. She's wearing the, his daughter's hair clip. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why that was important. I was of, like, like yeah. she just take it. <laughs> no, it's of the other like oh, it's other victims, victims too. Yeah. There's like some um flashbacks. Um He goes in, he ignores her warning and goes in. Before the third. Before the third cockroach. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, plant that was protecting them or something. Yeah, there's a plant that he runs under that was, like, underneath their kind of, like... Like a threshold. Yeah, and it crumples. It, like, it They dies. have, like, an estate. It's not, like, a house. It's more of an estate. It's, a, it's a, I call it a compound. It has, like, yeah, a, it has like several clinical. buildings and a courtyard at the middle. So, he's, so he comes in through, like, the gate. Yeah. Um, and he comes in to find out that his daughter's murdered everybody uh, and yeah. then stabs him to death. Cut back to... The Japanese man transforming into a demon. Oh yeah, well, and when he runs through the when he runs through the the, the compound to find his daughter, the woman who we are supposed to think is the devil now is like screaming. She's like, "No!" And you don't think that it doesn't look like she's screaming in an evil way. It looks like she's screaming in a legitimately like she cares about him. And then, yeah, the Japanese man is the devil it after all. Is taking photos of the deacon. As mm-hmm. he turns into a, like, physical devil. Like, he has horns and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And does he have... He has hooves, too, right? Yeah. He's, like, the Satan that you, you know, see in cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then... Jungu like, bleeds out talking about how he's gonna protect his daughter despite the fact that his daughter just killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, like, the next day and the shaman comes to the house and takes pictures of the, like, mutilated bodies in the house... And then goes out to his car and he, like, drops a box and he has, like, a whole box full of, like, these photographs of victims. So I guess he's evil, too. Which, again, what the fuck I, does that I mean? I have no idea. Like, I don't know what... That, that, that's the end of the movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's just over now. I don't, like, I don't know what that evil? means. Who's evil? I don't know. Everyone? Everyone who survives is evil? Because I, I, the Japanese man is, is... He's the devil. Yeah. He's the guy. The shaman is evil. Maybe. Yes, he is. The a- lady is evil, but then she wasn't. It was. So, I literally cannot tell you. Uh, All right, that's the plot. Uh, that, that's that's, that's that's our attempt at summarizing this. Uh, it's totally incoherent because, again, it introduces details and then whisks them away. I have no idea what this revelation about, like him being the devil and like this this ritual has to do with. The illnesses and the arsons and the murders earlier in the movie. Well, like, that's possession. Sure, but it's so. But why? Yeah, but why? It draws no connect. Like, yeah. yeah, there's like no. There needs to be just more 
of a through line rather than these random unexplained events happening. And then at the end of the two and a half hour film where we follow a narrative investigating this, we have no clearer picture. Absolutely right. no clearer picture and what of I was, why. What I said that was the real problem with this being two and a half hours is that at about an hour and a half, like we said, um, the Japanese man was dead, quote yeah. unquote dead. And they, and I was like, okay, the movie's over. That's it. So by that point, I'd already kind of established like, oh, the fact that he's just, this Japanese man's just evil, and then he really was evil, and then now he's dead. That's really boring. That's a very boring, you know, movie. It is boring. It's super boring. And so then it was like, surprise, it's her. And I was like, no, it's too late for that. It, this movie's yeah. already boring. And then it was like, oh, just kidding, guys, it's him again. And I was like, I don't even care at this point. Like, I can't summon well, the energy that's to the go through all these twists. Well, the, there, there aren't enough twists, like... I guess what my problem is the pacing of the twist, right? Yes. Because this they're movie, all in the last thirty minutes. This movie is so slow. I like we're we're summarizing entire like half hour sequences with in a like a sentence because like it is excruciatingly slow. And then like yeah, like you said, like all the twists happen at the end, and I wasn't that intrigued at that point. Like you'd lost me. No, yeah, yeah. Right, like if 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 we'd found out that it was the woman at like the one fifteen mark. I might have been still like, oh, damn. Okay, well, okay. we still got stuff to say. I have to stop you there because uh, there is no justification for this movie's length. I think sure. there's, a, there's a good movie here. I Like, there's a good movie here, yeah. and it's an hour and a half long. Yeah, absolutely. It is taking the best and most interesting parts of this narrative and condensing them. Mm-hmm. And, again, I don't know, the editor didn't show the fuck up to work, and the script supervisor wasn't, like, nope. present. Like, this is a sprawling mess of a movie, but there are nuggets here that could be salvaged. Maybe the result yeah. won't be great. The DP was doing their job. Yeah, clearly. No, it looks it looks pretty good for the most part. Um, the acting is actually not terrible. It's not. The daughter, I think, is doing the best. Daughter's great. She is great. She does Japanese possession really well. Japanese man is great, too. Yeah, he doesn't really have to do a ton. Sure. Okay, so let's, let's, let's get into what's going on in this movie. Not plot-wise, but, like, thematically. Mm-hmm. Because the most important thing I want to talk about is that it is extremely xenophobic. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and again, this is what I was referring to when I was talking about being culturally sensitive. Like, I don't want to presume to know how Korean people feel about Japanese people, but there's only one Japanese person in this movie, and he's the devil. And he doesn't have a name. He's just the Japanese man or a slur. And I, I, it made me uncomfortable, for sure. I don't know if I have the right to be uncomfortable, but I was like, it felt really weird to me. Yeah, it's hard. it's hard to look in on this, right? Like, so, like... Obviously, there is so much history of subjugation of Korea by the Japanese in the 20th century. Um, like, again, it's it's a fairly recent history mm-hmm. of oppression. So I don't want to... I don't want to write that off as nothing. I don't want to no, belittle that by any means. Um, I don't know, even from my relatively uninformed perspective, I feel confident saying, I don't know that this is the way to... Handle your grievances. Address that. Um, against... the devil. Yeah. Right. Like, like, because there's no nuance. Right. Like, right. Well, and I was, I was trying to imagine, because I, again, I, I don't, I don't think it's racist. I think that's what I want to like, like yeah. say. I don't think, I don't think that it's a race problem. But I was trying to imagine if uh, there was a movie that was made in America that involved two like white countries, kind of this thing of like countries that have wronged each other. And I was trying to imagine that like a German man moves into a town of all 
I don't know, like, Americans. I, there's no real way to describe that, but, like, a German man moves in and everyone calls him the Kraut and is like, he's evil, he's the devil. That wouldn't be, like, racist or... But it would be xenophobic and it would be weird. It wouldn't necessarily be, quote-unquote, wrong, but it would be something that people would watch and be like, that's I, strange. I hear you. I do want to shy away from what I think is a false equivalency because you will say Kraut and we're not going to say the slur on this podcast. That's what I'm, but even, so that's what I'm saying. Of course it's a difference, but like that makes this movie even weirder, right? Because it's a slur that I refute that I won't say. Uh, my point is, is just that, like again, it doesn't necessarily have to be like racist or like a crime, a hate crime. But for me watching it, I was like, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah, well, again, again, like if, if, if the goal is to... I don't know. There's a million things to do. Like you can you can tackle the banality of evil about like or like co- complicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's just like so much else to do if you want to make a movie critiquing like Japanese impression of Korean people, mm-hmm. even in the like framework of a horror movie. Yeah, there's a million things you can or the, do. Or the religion aspect of it, even maybe. This like... movie is about um, ghosts being physical, i.e., Jesus. Okay. Right. We'll, right. We'll, yes. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Yeah. So it, it's about like this sort of like like supernatural incarnation of not necessarily evil but like malice mm-hmm. and like discord um or both evil and good because if we're saying Jesus is a yeah, ghost also it's like so complicated. it's just about like you know the physical presence of the like but again again religion. embodied within the per- personified by the sole Japanese person yes. in who everybody in the town regardless of even knowing if he's done crimes yet hates, hates and talks shit about and starts rumors about how he's, like, evil and he's eating deer in the woods. You know, like, that is impossible to just sort of, like, gloss over in this movie. It's why I got very, like, I was done by minute, well, like, hour 30. Again. Because I was like, what else are you trying to tell me in this story? Again, if this movie was about mob mentality and about how this town becomes convinced that this Japanese man is responsible for all of this unexplained supernatural shit, but he's not. yes. When the twist was that it was the woman, I went, oh, maybe there's something to be salvaged here. He's the devil. He's, yeah, He's like, the <laughs> devil. The devil manifested in this town as a Japanese man it is like, I don't know. It, it was just very weird. It was very uncomfortable. I don't know how I feel about it. Do we talk about religion? Because um, sure. Buddhism has a presence in this movie and Christianity has a very direct presence. And I think that... I did not do the research into what their local shamanistic sort of, like, mm-hmm. ritual is. I don't know if that is an organized religion or if mm-hmm. that's just, like, tradition. Yeah. Um, but, like, spirituality is key here. Yeah. Um, I will say this is really really funny to watch around Easter because it was, like, it opens up with literally, like, uh, Luke twenty four thirty eight, which is the, it is the piece of the story of the Passion um, when Jesus has risen and he comes to his friends and it's like, he's like, Hey, it's me, Jesus. And they're like, Oh my God, it's a fucking ghost. Like get away everybody. It's a ghost. And he's like, no, no, I'm not a ghost. Feel my body. Feel my body. Look at my hands. Uh, like we're all, it's all good. I'm, I'm physically here, which is a very, it's actually kind of like the opposite of things that happen in this movie because it's like, that's Jesus saying, I'm not a ghost because you can literally feel me. And in the movie, it's like, Okay, but are you are you a ghost? Because I can physically feel you. So mm. what does that mean? And the other part that I found complicated about that is that, like, then I feel like, one, I feel like a lot of the Jesus stuff just go it vanishes. Yeah. There's, like, no Jesus for, like, 
two hours. Two hours and 25 minutes. And then before we see the Japanese man turn into the devil, he just has holes in his hands. So actually, my first thought was, oh my God, he's Jesus. He's not the devil. He's been a manifestation of Jesus this whole time. Um, and I was like so ready to get interested in that. Yeah. And it was like, oh no, he's got horns and hooves now. He's straight up Satan. What's up, everybody? He's here to kill you. Uh, so I don't know what this movie was trying to say about Jesus and the devil and their, you know, relationship. So that was also, I feel like a, a pathway that just disappeared into nothing. Like there was something there that we could possibly talk about. And I feel like now it's gone. I don't know what there is to talk about besides the opening of this being about Jesus and the end being maybe about Jesus, but then just being Satan. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like also like the fact that there are different. There's this reincarnated guy, demon person, and there's also zombies, like that are seem that seem totally separate from the possession aspect of this because yes. a possession is taking place, and then separately, there's a zombie. Like I, yeah. I just don't know. Again, we're I think we might be blaring the point too much. We might be beating up at this movie too much because like it has so many ideas and it just it is completely incompetent yeah. in executing any of them. Yeah, I would say incomprehensible in terms yeah. of like what it's trying to say. The one thing I liked about this movie is the exorcism scene. It is extremely heightened. It's probably mm-hmm. too long, honestly, but this whole thing is too long, so it was par for the course. Um, it is the part that has the most artistry. Yeah, it's extremely like, there's a, like we said before, there's the push and pull of cutting between the shaman exercising the daughter and the Japanese man doing his ritual that we don't know anything about. Oh, they did say later that that ritual was him trying to kill the woman who we, they were then supposed to think is Jesus, or uh, Satan. Right, but she's not but she's evil, not maybe. evil, so I don't know what that is supposed to mean anymore. What's he doing? We have no idea. Um, it's it's just it's very heightened. The, this movie's emotions, for the most part, are pretty muted. The performances are pretty muted. Um, the color palette is pretty muted. But for this scene, there is fire. There Birds. is drums. People just are wearing like, like you know yeah. different costumes. The sound is just escalating and escalating. Uh, and I was really engaged for and it keeps, ten minutes. It keeps cutting um, really unnaturally. In yes. a very artistic way, like everything else in this movie, there is there's no there isn't a whole lot of like what like I said before like deliberateness. Like it all just sort of plays out. Scenes begin, they end. They're Again, filmed. It's there's not no even... real interesting angles. This was the only point where it's like it would cut between silence, like a really quiet silence, and then the like really loud drumming right. and the music and the you know yelling and the fire. And there was a lot of artistry there, I will it, say. Yeah, because so little of this movie is abstract, right? It's it's so straightforward. It's literally telling us plot for 20-minute conversations at a time. Right. Um, and then there was this sort of like, this very stylized sequence in the middle of this that I thought, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to think about uh, if I think about anything positive about this movie. I will see, can I say why, my one thing positive? Sure. Um, this movie is not scary at all. It is like, it's barely a horror movie. It really only is because of like, we've talked about like, it's about an exorcism. Most exorcism movies are horror movies. Um, well, it's also about the devil and it's about zombies and it's about illness and it's about murder. But none of that is scary. There's nothing scary about those things. There's, there's okay, there's no jump scares. There's right, no yeah. like, there isn't a lot of gore. There just isn't really anything that I was like, oh my God, like really like frightened by. But this movie is really funny. Sometimes it like, tries to be. Well, I think there's actually a few jokes that like really landed. Uh, I can't think of any of that off my head. The only one I remember is the when he's talking to the woman outside of um, 
outside of the house that's been burned down and she tries to go under the crime scene tape. Do you remember this? Yeah. And he goes like, no. And he holds it down and she just like, like, uh, what's that game where people play where they try to go under limbo? The, she just like limbos under it, but while staring at him in the eyes. Yeah. And the look on her face is like extremely funny. Um, and there's just a couple little moments in that, in the whole movie that are like, I hear you. It's just, it's just, it was weird. It was very, There's like... There's some banter, too, that's, like, a little... Yeah. Like, some dialogue that's very... Well, he's also so bumbling. He's incompetent. Jong-gu. Jong-gu, And yeah. sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it's like, oh, wow, you suck so much. Like, this police force in this town is useless. I mean, on that note, like, probably one of the last things I want to say about this movie is that um, Jong-gu, our hero, unequivocally, like, he yeah, is... he's the main character. He's who we're aligned with, like, morally, uh-huh. even... Uh, kills the Japanese man's dog for basically oh no God, reason. Horrible. Like literally, almost I wouldn't no say reason. Basically, no reason. The dog is a, the dog is very very violent and and spends a lot of time attacking them. Oh, uh, he breaks into their house. Yeah, he, the like, dog's doing his job. He breaks into this guy's house and the dog is not happy about that. He's protecting the house. And so he kills the fucking dog. He kills he the actually, dog horribly. He kills the dog out of spite. Kind he of does. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's right. not like he's defending himself. He goes in and kills the dog to kill the dog. Yeah. Is that what he does? Yeah, because when they come back. I know. I thought that he was in the house and the dog got free again and came in there and then he killed it. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. I... E- either way, I'm with you. It was horrible. Um, they, like, show it also, which I wasn't super into. Um, yeah. It's a really adorable dog, too. It was not good. On that note, sucks. Are you ready to hit this with our car in the rain? No, because he lives afterwards. <laughs> I don't know what we could do. Yeah, is there any permanent death in this movie? Uh, well, the little girl kills her family. That's gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. I don't... Uh, we can do whatever to this. Just bury it. Yeah, I'll just... Exercise let's it. Let's just move on. It just really sucks that... Again, I was really looking forward to a foreign language film, and Korea has really good horror films, like Train to Busan, which is on Netflix... We or like, watch that. <laughs> uh, I saw the devil, or like any like the host. Like there are so many Korean horror films that we could have watched that are really well regarded. I guess so yeah. is this technically, uh, but like we should have just watched Train to Busan. I know. I don't know. Why I'm we sorry that we watched that. this. This was a and again, if anybody has like insight that we are just fucking missing, please tell us. Please like, tell us. Like I I want to know if I'm just being dumb. I think that I have a good sense sometimes of, like, what a movie is trying to right. say. And I had no sense of this at all. It sucks. And it's unfortunate. I feel bad. I feel sad. This is our first, uh, like, Asian foreign language movie. Yeah. And, th- like you said, amazing horror comes out of Japan. Amazing horror comes out of Korea. Like, this seems to be an anomaly I yeah. can't um, explain, you know? I expect so much better. Yeah, it just, it sucks. I think that, like... We've we've had some glee and frustration in hating some other bad horror movies. I think we both are just disappointed. This is a disappointment, yeah. Right? Like, we, we Sometimes wanted... Sometimes we watch things being like, ooh, it's going to be so bad, and then we can talk shit about it. That was not this case. We were excited. This movie's a mess, and it sucks, and it's it 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 feels bad that it sucks. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Let's go to the roulette. <sighs> let's find something Please, roulette. a little bit better. Don't betray us again. All right. Our next movie will be... Oculus. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I love this movie so much. This so, is my reward for doing like three weeks of bad movies. So we just did Before I Wake, Mike Flanagan's uh, shit show. Yes. Uh, and now we'll go on to the movie he made literally right beforehand. <laughs> Which is a million times better. Like, we, we talked about this so much in the Before I Wake yeah. episode and now we get to do it. 
Oculus. Okay, I fucking love this movie and I can't wait to talk about it. So everyone go watch this. It is scary. Oh, it's horrifying. It's so good. It's such a thinker. Oh, you guys. I'm so excited. It's it's so great that like we have a guaranteed good movie to talk about. And I, <laughs> and I love talking it. about it. I haven't seen it in a couple years. Oh, really? I'm so excited. Oh my god, I'm just... Yes! Alright. Alright, well, our moods just went through yeah. the roof. <laughs> we were so sad 30 seconds ago. Right, well. Uh, so until next time, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at Now Screaming. Tell your friends about the podcast, rate and review it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we said before, tell us if you know the secret to the way. Tell whaling. us if we're stupid. We want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know that, but... I want to know if I'm stupid. Okay. Tell me if I completely misunderstood everything about this movie and, you know, should be better. And as always, thank you to Wes Craven for... I don't know, creating coherent films. Like, yeah. even his bad movies, <coughs> Cursed, um, make sense. Mm-hmm. I actually don't even know if he's made a movie this long. Because, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was also just thinking about Wes Craven because uh, Freddy Krueger is in Ready Player, Ready Player One. <sighs> Do you want to talk about Ready Player One? No, I don't. I just want to say that Freddy Krueger is there. It's the best part of the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably less than 10 seconds, but, you know. it's a, It's, like, less than... 60 frames. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's okay. Let me have this. Let me have this one thing. Um, actually, legitimately, I do want to say one thing about Ready Player One is that there is actually more horror in it than you would expect. It's weird that there is because you think that it's mostly going to be like a video game nostalgia and like that kind of like, you know, like Back to the Future, You're Ghostbusters talking about, like, kind of nostalgia. It's, it's references are more, there's more horror references? Yeah. I wouldn't have, expe- when I think of nostalgia, I don't think of horror nostalgia, even being a horror person myself. We're not going to spoil it, but like. We're not going to spoil it, but like, it's, uh, you know, my actual... don't spend money on it, but if you got a movie pass and, or like, you just want to download it. Like... We don't advocate uh, <laughs> film piracy on this podcast. We don't. We, we explicitly don't. We do advocate movie pass. Use a movie pass. Um. There is a whole sequence of this that is really good and is related to horror films. And I think that anyone who cares about horror films the way that we do will enjoy it. Yeah. Um, It it surprised me. I didn't think Ready Player One was going to do anything to even, like, move my brain in any way. But this did, and it didn't save the movie, but it was, you know, it was worth the time that I spent sitting in the theater. Because, again, we use MoviePass, we didn't pay for it. So... Yeah, you know, if you got time. A fanboy knows a hater. Don't spoil the movie. <laughs> don't spoil don't spoil Ready Player One's incredible dialogue. Uh stay spooky everyone. We'll see you next time. We will see you next Go time. Go watch Oculus. Yeah, yeah. Oculus watch party across America. Across the world. Let's all watch it together.